Akwaba, and welcome to this week's edition of Ghana in Focus with myself, Kwame, Ghanaian broadcaster, writer, journalist, podcaster, and entrepreneur. And in this week's episode of Ghana in Focus, it's part one of looking at relationships in Ghana. All right, so we're looking at relationships in Ghana, part one, talking about Ghanaian women. All right, so before we get into the podcast, uh, just to make you aware that the podcast is being sponsored by Growth Me Ghana. Growth Me Ghana is a fantastic initiative that seeks to support uh, Ghanaian farmers with their produce on farms and make Ghana food secure. So if you want to uh, sponsor a Ghanaian farmer, I will leave you a link in the footnotes to the show. And if you like what you hear, please like, please share with your friends, family, social media networks. Uh, please subscribe to the Ghana Stroke Africa in Focus podcast, available on all the major uh, platform providers, including Google, TuneIn, Spotify. Again, you can follow me on Spotify podcasts. Uh, just look for the Ghana Stroke Africa in Focus podcast on Spotify and click follow, meaning that you'll be notified every time I upload a new podcast. All right, so we want to, the target to get 500 followers on, on Spotify by the end of the year. So far, we're on 376. So we're getting there. And thank you to all those who have uh, followed me on Spotify. Appreciate it. Uh, just tell your family and friends. All right, so try and get 500 before the end of the year. All right, and also if you want to, you know, come to Ghana on holiday, do business in Ghana, buy land, buy property, then we do offer a consultancy a service whereby we can value, we can provide you, sorry, with a lot of valuable information and also uh, sign posted to some organizations that may be able to help you with your surgeon in Ghana. And so if you want to uh, look at that, then you can book your consultation service with myself and then we can uh, tell you what your needs and wants are, uh, you know, and then we see how we can help you, you know, with a lot of stuff in Ghana. All right, so I'll leave my email address again at the footnotes to the podcast. So you can just email me if you'd like to book your consulting session with myself. And like I said, we can give you a lot of uh, great information about how to do business in Ghana, you know, things about the Ghana card, also, how to get a phone contract in Ghana, etc., etc. All right, so that service is there for you as well. All right, so let's get into the podcast. Looking at relationships in Ghana, part one. Looking at Ghanaian women. So, you know, since the year of return in 2019, many diaspora men have come to Ghana. Uh, obviously to look at business opportunities, to relocate to Ghana, and as part of that, to find a woman uh, to marry and settle down with, okay? So we're talking about, you know, Ghanaian women and how or what, you know, African men from the diaspora should look out for if they want to enter into a relationship with a Ghanaian woman and also if they are thinking about marrying her as well. Because I can also share my experience as well. You know, I dated, you know, a few Ghanaian women. And, you know, to be quite frank, I was shocked about 
the nuances of relationships in Ghana as compared to what I was used to, you know, uh, dating in the West. And so on that point then, you know, dating in the West is much different, different, different from Ghana. So for example, in the West, you may meet a woman at a club or a bar, at work, at university, you know, uh, college, what have you. And you may like each other physically, and then you may want to go out for a drink to get to the person a bit more, and then you see how relationship develops. Okay, and then you go out, and then you see how the relationship goes and that kind of thing. But in Ghana, it's a bit different in terms of like, yes, you can meet someone, probably in the church or in a bar, you know, in a club, at a, a function, possibly at a wedding, reception, whatever that you've been invited to. You can meet again and go in so many different ways. <clears throat> but the nuances of the relationship in Ghana with a woman, in Ghana woman, is a bit different to that in the West. So therefore, for example, if you meet a woman in Ghana, okay, and particularly if she's not working, yeah, because obviously, again, you know, unlike the West, where many women are working with the black women, white women, Asian women, you know, at least in the West, most women are working, yeah. But in Ghana, you have a situation whereby some, not all, but some women in Ghana are not working. And therefore, if you were to enter into a relationship with women who's not working, then you as the man or as the boyfriend or as the as the the partner of that woman that you are dating, essentially you may have to, you know, um what enter what we call in Ghana business transaction. So for example, I, I can give my experience. So I, I met some girls in Ghana who were not working at the time. Yeah. So um basically also you know, the parents, sometimes the parents, you know, don't look out for the children, particularly issues, issues of a certain age, you know, late teens, early 20s onwards. They don't, you know, kind of look after them or, or that kind of thing. So, you know, if, if a girl of that age meets a man, then basically that man, you know, is going to basically be, be, be the provider. So basically, you know, my experience, and like I said, I met, Ghanaian women, some who are not working at the time that I met them. And in that regard, you know, you need to buy phone credit for them. So say, for example, you know, they wanted to give you a call or whatever, right? Because of the situation that they found themselves economically, i.e. not working. And in essence, their parents not really looking out for them, offended for them. You as the boyfriend, have to do basically all, you know, basically, you know, you have to do everything for the girl. So essentially, you have to buy a phone credit. So it's not like in the UK or US or Canada where most people are on phone contracts, yeah? You want to either a year contract, 24-year contract, to have you, yeah? In Ghana, then that begins to introduce that system. But when I lived in Ghana, you know, the, 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 the mobile smartphones have just come out. And so... So we're talking about 28, 29, 2010. So we're talking about that, that time, yeah? The smartphone just come out. And that time in Ghana, there was no like contracts per se, 
like what they're trying to introduce now. So basically, you had like a system whereby you buy credit. For, so for example, you buy like 10 CD or 20 CD credit, right? And then the girl would use that to call you or call her friends or what have you. Yeah. So basically, if the girl wanted phone credit, yeah, you you would have to buy her credit. Yeah. Again, you know, if she wanted to do her hair, you know, or you know, or her nails, you know, you you as a boyfriend, we need to stomp that money, yeah. Because obviously she has no her family's not looking out for her and she's not working. And so you you'd have to, you know, get the money for her to fix her hair. Again, if she wanted to, you know, say for example, she wanted to, you know, buy a dress or whatever, right? You would need to give her money to buy that dress or whatever, or, or those pair of shoes, because again, her family may be not looking after her, and again, she's not working. And so this is the difference. This is the different nuances that I experienced, you know, when dating in Ghana. It's almost become like a business transaction. Whereas in the West, whether you're UK, Australia, Germany, whatever you right, the girl is that you're that you're dating is more or less working. And so in that regard, it's not a business transaction in the sense that you're buying phone credit, you're paying, giving them money to fix their hair, you're giving them money to buy a shoe, you're giving them money to buy a dress. No, that's not the case in the Western world. But in Ghana, specifically for women's not working, yeah. Even if she's working, but I'll comment about in a minute, even if she, she's working, you being the boyfriend, yeah, you will need to, you know, stump up her things. And I found that I, I found that kind of difficult and challenging at times because it's not something that I was used to. You know, coming from you know, you know, even though I was born in Ghana, I was raised here in the West. And so being raised in the West, you know, and having issues in, in the West and then juxtaposing that to Ghana now, I found that transition quite difficult. And, uh, you know, to begin with, I didn't really play ball. I didn't really want to, you know, a girl to burden me in that regard. Like, I have to fork out, you know, for basically for upkeep. I wasn't used to, I was not used to that. And so, you know, if you are the, a, a man from the diaspora, whether you're from the US, the UK, Canada, even Jamaica, yeah? If you want to date a Ghanaian woman, you need to be aware of that. It's like a business transaction. So, you know, particularly if she's not working, and if even if she's working, why well, you need to understand there's some certain dynamics there. So she may be working, yeah, but A, the money that she's getting may not be a lot, out of which she's got to pay her rent, yeah. Again, some of that money she may send to her family. So she may, you know, uh, have family in the rural area, of Ghana, and she's coming to the big city to get a job. So when she gets paid at the end of the month, she may send some of that money that she's earned to her mum and dad who live in the villages. And so, you know, despite the fact that she's working and you date somebody who is working in Ghana, you may still have to buy those things, you know, like makeup, you know, fix her hair, buy a phone credit, even buy a phone, what kind of that kind of thing, yeah? So you need to be mindful of that uh, as, as as African diasporan man, if you are intending to, um, you know, have a relationship with a Ghanaian woman. And not not say just a Ghanaian woman, but you know there are many African women now in Ghana. There's a lot of Nigerians in Ghana. 
Ivorian women, uh, Togolese women, etc. So you know, and it's and it's the kind of same scenario or similar scenario with them as well. And so, if you as a diaspora man come to Ghana looking for friendship, whether that woman is working or not, bear in mind these are some of the things that you may have to uh, contend with in your relationship with the Ghanaian women or uh, African women that you uh, choose in Ghana. Now, again, one thing that, again, it's important to appreciate and understand about some of the women in Ghana is that some of them, a lot of them are not honest, you know, because, I, again, I experienced this myself. Because I, I dated one girl in Ghana, and I, I think I met her on the bus or somewhere, because, like I said, you can meet get women in Ghana anywhere, yeah? So I met this girl on the bus, and I like I like the look of her. And I said to her, "I like to get to know you. So, do you want to come out for you know for a drink or for a meal?" And he said, she "said yeah." And so, you know, I, you know, I I I took a number, and then we arranged to meet up. So I met the girl, you know, one night, took her to a, you know a bar, and then after that, you know, you know went, went to get some food. Now, during the time of the conversation, I asked her, did she have a boyfriend? And she says, no, I haven't got a boyfriend. And so we were talking and, you know, we were just drinking and enjoying, you know, trying to get to know her kind of thing. And then, you know, coming to the end of the night, you know, she wanted some food. So I, I, I bought her some fried rice. But this is at a time. And she said, this was before pizza. So fried rice was one of those things that a lot of the young Ghanaian women sort of crave for. And so I bought some fried rice and she put it in the um the pack and you know took it home with her. Now this, this is the thing that got me. Now when she got home to tell me that oh she got home safely that kind of thing right I then got you know she she you know she then gave the phone to her boyfriend or to this man right I didn't know who he was right and the man said oh have you been dating my girlfriend? I said you I said what? Yeah, that girl you took her, that's my girlfriend. I said, really? I said, oh, sorry, sorry. I said, sorry, I never know. I said, she never told me that she had a boyfriend. Because when I asked her she had a boyfriend, she, didn't, she, she said she didn't have a boyfriend. And so I assumed that she was single, not knowing that her boyfriend rang me or took the, took the phone when she rang me, yeah, saying that this was her girlfriend. And so, you know, that told me that a lot of Ghanaian women are not honest. Yeah, they, they can tell some porkies, yeah? And so, as a man from the diaspora, yeah, you need to know this about some Ghanaian women, that, they, that, they, that they're not honest, they cheat and they lie. Now, in the West, you know, black men often blame for being players and cheaters, yeah? But in Ghana, believe it or not, black women can cheat big time. Again, I've, I've experienced this by... Well, like I said, these some of these Ghanaian women or Azorian women or Nigerian women, right? They've got more than one boy or one or, or more than one man's friend, yeah? In actual fact, somebody told me, right? And this was um, this was somebody who had a sister saying that some of these Ghanaian women, right, got formed different men, i.e. a man that they have sex with, just that. A man that they just go out with, i.e. go out for a meal, for a drink, that kind of thing. A man that they had that bad in presence, yeah? 
and then the man that is is is, is basically their their kind of boyfriend. Yeah. So this is the nature of some of our women, right? Who want to play with men in Ghana and at the same time try and have the cake and eat it. Yeah. So again, as a diaspora man coming fresh to Ghana, not knowing the dating scene in Ghana, this is something you need to be aware of that some of the women, not all, some of the women are liars, some of the women are not honest at all. And some of the women, if you don't take time, they'll play you. Because some of them have got boyfriends in the background. And if they know that you're from the diaspora, then they'll try and click on to you. And this is another thing that men from diaspora need to watch out for, yeah? Particularly when dating in Ghana. Because now, because of the economic situation in the country, yeah? There's a lot of difficulties in the country. And so if you come as a diaspora man, and they know, they know you're, you're from diaspora, they can tell by the way you dress, they can tell by your accent, they can tell by, by your mannerisms that you're, that you're not born and raised in Ghana. So they know, even before you open your mouth, yeah, that you ain't Ghanaian born and bred. So they know that you're a diasporan, yeah? And knowing that, they may see you as a, 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 as a, a meal ticket, and be a cash cow, yeah? And I know for a fact that many Ghanaian women are attracted, right, to men who got money. You know, Ghana, they're saying, this, you know, there's even some thing in Ghana where we, where we call them, you know, slave queens. Slave queens in Ghana are women that go for men who got money. So whether they're from the diaspora, whether they're businessmen, whether the politicians, with the with the you know, uh, you know men who got rich fathers, what have you, right? They call slave queens, right? And these Ghanaian women are just out for money, yeah. So again, as that poor man, you got to be aware of such women, yeah. Some of them are called slave queens, so you got to be aware that some women in Ghana only have the men for money. They don't want relationship, right? They don't want even want marriage, yeah. And it's something that's now again come into the Ghanaian psyche, particularly females, yeah, that a lot of them are now copying the Western kind of culture and don't want to get married. They want to use a man for what they can get out of the man and, you know, live their life that way. Yeah? And so again, you coming from the diaspora, you are a target, whether you like it or not, whether you accept it or not, whether you appreciate it or not, I'm telling you from my experience, Yeah? that you are a target for some of these women who are just fleece men, yeah? Because I've known, I've known many men from the diaspora who have been burnt by some of these Ghanaian women, so-called slave queens, who have just fleeced them out of their money, yeah? Whilst at the same time, having the Ghanaian bred and born boyfriend in the scene, yeah? So again, as a diaspora man, you need to be aware of these things because a lot of these women in Ghana you know they don't know how to love yeah because let's not forget their mothers and fathers right you see in Ghana you know and this is nothing you need to know about Ghana a lot of the mothers and fathers of these daughters right are not really in tight what we call tight wholesome relationships you know because often in Ghana you hear, you hear something called Wife number one, wife number two, wife number three. 
So the girl that you may meet, right, her mother could be wife number one, yeah? And she's unhappy, but because the man got money, she's with him and that kind of thing, right? And also, that man, that husband, has got younger wives, i.e. wife number two, wife number three, that he's more devoted to as opposed to wife number one. And so therefore, that daughter from wife number one, right, sees the man as a get-out card, yeah? So the man will look after her needs and wants, you know, like I said at the beginning, buy phone credit, buy, give her money to fix her hair, give her money to buy clothes, you know, give her money to buy shoes, what have you, yeah? And so many Ghanaian because of, of this... um nuanced family relationships, yeah, and not really having a loving father, yeah, and not really having a loving mother in the real sense of the word, yeah, because anyone can be a mother. You, know, you, you can feed your daughter or clothe your daughter or provide shelter for a daughter, but it's deeper than that. If you don't give your daughter that love, that devotion, that connection, that spiritual connection, right, that you know, closeness that you want to develop a close relationship with that daughter, right? That daughter will grow not understanding what it means to be a woman and not understanding what it means to have a proper relationship with a man. And so therefore, a lot of young girls in Ghana now, you know, particularly those in the 30, right, don't understand what it means to love a man, yeah? Because of the relationships that they've seen their mothers have with their fathers. And so, you know, as, as a man from the diaspora, if you go with such woman, right, you need to understand that she may not love you. Yeah, she may pretend to love you, but deep in the heart, she's only with you for what she perceives she can get from you as somebody from the diaspora. So, you know, there are many, many nuances, you know, in terms of relationships in Ghana. Like, uh, like I've talked about the, the so-called business transaction, that if you meet a woman who's working or even not working, you may have to provide for the woman, which is different from what is in the West. Again, you know, in the West, if a girl likes you, she ain't going to lie to you. She'll say, yeah, I like you. I, I, want, I want to get to know you and try and develop a relationship with you. It's not necessarily the case in Ghana, particularly if you're from the diaspora. A woman may pretend to like you because of what she can get from you because she sees you as, as like I said, a ticket, a meal ticket, even probably to go back to the diaspora, i.e. the US, UK, Canada, what have you. Or she may see you as a cash cow. So because she thinks that you're from the diaspora, you've got money, right? You can take her out to Usu every night. You can take her to some nice restaurant in airport or La Borne or Cantonments or East Legon. You can go to the beach every week. You know, you can take her to a crown mile, some nice shops, etc. That's what she's thinking. And so her agenda may be to fleece you. They talked about that. We've also talked about, like I said, how you need to be aware that some of the girls in Ghana are liars, to be quite frank, they're liars and then to the truth. And I've got boyfriends in the background, but because those boyfriends aren't necessarily providing for them, okay, but they built, but they have a kind of um, some kind of relationship there. 
they're with them, but because you are from the diaspora, you can provide for them, so they will kind of hang around you, but still have the guy from Ghana, the guy, the local guy from Ghana on the side as well. So we talked about that as well. And we've also talked about how, you know, there's like some categories of Ghanaian women, those slave queens who are only after men for their money, and then those opportunists who see men from the diaspora either a cash cow or as somebody that potentially could be their ticket out of Ghana. And so these are just some of the uh, few tips that I'm giving to my brothers from the diaspora when they come to Ghana looking for love, looking for ownership. Because, you know, having ownership in Ghana is totally, totally different for what you are used to in the West, whether you're from the US, UK, Canada, what have you, even, from, even in Jamaica. Yeah. And so, you know, my advice to, in closing, my advice to our brothers from the diaspora, if you want to uh, enter into a relationship with a, a, Ghanaian, a Ghanaian woman or any woman from the African continent, then you got to be mindful of those nuances at hand I've just mentioned about the fact that she may have a boyfriend, but she's not letting on. And that B, she may be using you as a meal ticket to get out of where she is or, you know, to get what she can get from you. Again, you know, you may have to buy her her every need, i.e. you may have to buy a phone, you may have to buy a phone credit, you may have to give money to fix her hair, what have you. Again, something you need to be mindful. And so, you know, the nuances of dating in Ghana are much, much, much different from dating in the West. Because, like I said, a black woman or any woman in the West, whether she's white or whatever, right, if she likes, she likes you. I want to develop her relationship with you. In Ghana, it's not necessarily okay because some women came to like you, but have their gender and also have a guy in the background who is their real squeeze. And so these are some of the tips I'm going to leave with our brothers, particularly those brothers who are seeking relationships and love in Ghana. All right, so this has been part one of relationships in Ghana uh, from, from myself, Kwame. In next episode, we're looking at about part two about relationships in Ghana. This time, looking at Ghanaian men. Yes, if we, so we know that, again, there's been a lot of sisters from the West coming to Ghana to find a man to marry. We're going to expose some of them to you next week because Ghanaian men, some of them are damn crooks. You've got to be aware of that. All right? So that's been Relationships in Ghana Part 1. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your social media networks. Again, you know, if you want to sponsor a Ghanaian farmer, I will leave you the link to Growth Me Ghana in the footnotes to the show. Again, if you want to do business, buy land, buy property, uh, come on holiday to Ghana, you can book a consultation with myself and we can give you a lot of great and useful information and advice about how to relocate to Ghana. So I'll leave you my uh, email address in the footnotes and you can book your consultation session. All right. And again, uh, please follow me on Spotify if you haven't already. And uh, every time I upload a new podcast, you'll be, you'll be automatically notified of that. All right. And so for myself, Kwame, and for more the crew here on Ghana in Focus, is thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next week for part two of Relationships in Ghana 
looking at guy named Ben. Until then, look after yourself and we'll see you next week.